The Collective. We have another fantastic show for you planned out today. Very excited. Tip, we haven't seen you in a while. Great to have you on. Dean, it's been a little while. Good to have you. Seb, always good to have you on the Days of Lavoie. And today we are going to be starting playing the game. And I'm very excited about that. But while I'm doing that, make sure y'all are doing this. Hit the like button. Subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Do all that good stuff. You get your emails in the morning whenever we go live, which is, of course, every day. Now, if you have any thoughts, questions, or comments, by all means, put them up in the comment section, uh, just like this, so we can engage them right away. Daniel Levante, I've missed me some days of Lavoie. <laughs> good to have you back, Dan. It's good to see you. So, we're going to hit that right away. Sean, I'm going to come to you. We're going to play the game. How do? What is the game? How do we play the game? What is? What? What are we even doing today? Yeah, sure. So uh, I'll start us off with uh, maybe not a definition, but a loose trajectory that I'm sure the guests will fill in uh, better than I can. So uh, throughout my life, I've always considered life to be the game, the game of life, we'll call it. And uh, you can call it the path, you can call it the trajectory, you can call it uh, all kinds of things. Throughout history, there's been many references to how we live our lives, the fullness of our lives, how to live a good life, the best life, the bestest life. There's lots of ways to think about the game of life. For me, I like to think of the game within the game. And I'm sure we'll get, I'll get into that maybe later in the conversation. But the game of life is not enough for me. I need to turn it into a game within a game. And by that, I mean, uh, I need to make it fun. So no matter what I've got in front of me in life, no matter how hard it is or how challenging or how much adversity I'm going to be stepping into, as I'm stepping into it, I'm looking for a way to create a game within that game that I'm about to step into, to make it fun for me, to, to learn a new thing for me, to make it about me to some degree. So this game that we have in front of us, it's a solo journey. And I know that that's going to sound um, unfair or unusual or um, incorrect. Uh, particularly since I'm married and I've got kids. So it's not a solo journey in that sense, but it is a solo journey because all along the way, we're the only ones responsible to make these singular decisions in the microsecond that is in front of us. If we're living in the now as a solo player, I feel that it's then our job to engage in others around us to draw them into our game or interact with their game. But at the end of the day, the game that we play is a solo game that I like to turn into a game within the game so that I can play with others in a way that suits the way I live my life. Dang. All right. Well, that is the, uh, the definition for the day. <laughs> what do you guys think? Dean, let's start with you. What are you, what are you uh, the first time I ever heard play the game was my time in the military. So it's interesting to hear Sean's perspective on, on how he views it. So play the game. And Tip will probably re relate to this. When we're in the military, you know, if your boss or your sergeant major had an idea and and you didn't really agree to it, you, you probably hear from your your seniors to say, just play the game, just go just go along with it. Um, which for me, I never really played the game. Um, you know, I mean, I, I saw the people that played the game were those who wanted were career soldiers. They wanted to get, you know, they wanted to play that game, play the system and, you know, do what they needed to do. And so for me, I was like, no, I was always about winning. You know, in a game, there's a winner and a loser. And so for me, it was always a, about winning. It didn't have to be the, you know, the stereotypical, <laughs> I can see Tip laughing, the stereotypical no, 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 way, way of being a, being a soldier. You know, we used to call them like, I don't know, you know, we used to call them like camp commandos and it's not as being homophobic. <laughs> it's people who don't actually do anything outside the camp gates. And they were the ones who always played the game and always progressed through their careers where there was operators like myself and Tip who probably, I probably don't want to put the same category as me, Tip, because I definitely didn't play the game and ended up in military <laughs> prison for it. But, you know, um, but it's interesting how you've then just switched it to, to life. I haven't really thought about playing the game as a, as a, as a transition now in what I'm doing. So I was really interested to hear your point on there, but play the game for me when I first heard it was in the military and it's basically meant do as you're told. <laughs> Don't answer back. I, I, like I, I yep. can't. Well, that, I mean, I, I, I love Dean. He's absolute legend, but I also, 
I, I can get him straight away because we go back a long way. And I, I know exactly where he's coming from. But for me, exactly the same perspective. We have all, we all, you know, I understand and I, I can empathise completely with Dean. But for me, the game, the, the rules of a game is, no matter what we say, the rules of a game, there are rules within a game. So a game, to play the game, there are rules. They can be rules or can be considered them as guidelines. But that's, that is so that, there's certain rules in life, there's certain rules on operations, whether it be rules of engagement or whatever else. There's all rules and guidelines. But to be a winner or is it taking part? I'm a big taking part, but give 100%. And sometimes you'll win. Sometimes you won't. You'll have a bloody nose and you'll sort of like come back around, but you'll go back into the game again. So, I mean, that, that's what I see. There's things. But the people that do win in the game are those people that are able to be dynamic and improvise and overcome and think out of the box back in stand inside those sort of like rules of the, you know of, of life as such so you're playing the game but the ability to do well in that game is to be dynamic and and sort of be resourceful but it is i mean everything's a game and if you think about it as well i'm a, i'm a rather than a slightly than a perfect royal marines commando i'm not a slightly perfect actor but <laughs> in the world of theater, you do a play. The reason it's called a play is because you play. And exactly like Sean said, it's got to be fun there. It's got to be fun. So when you're on there, it's going to just go, whatever you're doing, whether it's operations, whether it's life, if you're not smiling during any, you know, there's going to be times where you ain't going to smile. But if it's not fun, that's where you're not playing the game properly, I think. So you can see there's just that rules and guidelines and being dynamic. That's why everything's a game, isn't it? Yeah. Seb, what do you think? Hmm. My brain is still small, smoldering from all these, <laughs> all these injects. Um, I never, I never actually considered this, which is, which is good. Obviously, we're 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 starting something from scratch, and 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 a few of us have never really spent the time thinking about this. But as we are, as the gentlemen were discussing their sort of viewpoints on that, you know, I I, I got to thinking. Have I played a game? And, and I certainly have. I, I've played a game in the professional settings, as Dean was alluding to, alluding to and, and, but I have not played the game um, in, perhaps always in the way it was expected to. But I made a game within the game, as Sean discussed earlier, by trying to play the game and, and have courage of conviction and have all of the things that I brought to the game. But instead of going head to head all the time I, I i really tried to flank you know s certain challenges that i that i had because it's really easy to get to get sucked in the old well i i don't play the game like everybody else everybody else is trying to achieve x y and z and i'm not interested in that or that's not my priority i'm an operational person i'm you know all of those things and 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 now what you're doing is you're going head to head with everyone and what i do find is a lot of guys that never played the game went head to head with everyone and although they were successful in their careers, they could have been a lot more successful in their careers, but they didn't need to necessarily compromise their integrity to do so. They just needed to communicate differently. They just needed to, you know, bring their point uh, in, a, in a different way and, and, and or communicate it differently or, you know, whatever the case may be. But there, there's, it's really interesting how we sometimes feel that we need to go necessarily head to head with everybody that we disagree with or everybody that we feel thinks differently than us in in that context and so for me it was always about you know those little cubes that with the colors the uh, rubrics yeah i can't pronounce that word sorry guys i don't speak english or french um and 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 those little cubes i always saw humans as as those little cubes to a certain extent, how it, it's not somebody's responsibility to adapt themselves to me. How do I learn to work with them? How do I how do I learn to communicate with them? So if there are challenges there, somebody is is you know really rank oriented or or an egomaniac or whatever the case may be. I always made it a game to figure out how I would connect with them so that I may move the needle forward when everybody else failed. And I and I what I did find is that we had, you know, the typical guys that would jump on the bandwagon of not wanting anything to do with that person or a certain leader or whatever the case may be. And this this guy here that 
somehow made it a game to try to find out exactly how I would be able to move the needle forward for my guys or for the for the unit or whatever the case may be and and figure those those things out and a lot of the times I would have the guys come to me after and say how 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 did this happen and how did you you know manage to get him on board and all these other things well it was all about figuring out the games within the game this is it's really fascinating because when you're talking about Rubik's Cubes, Rubik's Cubes are algorithmic, right? In order to solve a, a Rubik's Cube, you need to proceed with the correct algorithm in the, in the correct, uh, no, with the correct procedure. No, it's not an algorithm. It's a pattern. You're, you're analyzing a pattern. You're working some math, but you're not observing an algorithm. You're observing a pattern and you're correcting a pattern, trying to form the correct pattern. And that's the game. That's playing the game. And, and so to Dean's point and Tip's point and to Seb's point, it's the same as my point that I, when I joined the military, I, I was in a new game. I was being taught a new game. And the game sometimes didn't work for me. In fact, sometimes I had to do some high-speed marching into offices. <laughs> left, right, left, right, left, right, left. <laughs> and so <clears throat> because, I mean, sometimes I struggled within the system that was called the game of the army. It didn't always work for me. Maybe like Dean and Tip, I had a little bit of an edge to me. Maybe I had a little bit of, uh, I don't know, rebelliousness in me. I didn't always see eye to eye with everyone perfectly. So I had my way. And sometimes I had to bump into some edges and get a little bit uh, of scuffs on me. But I had to learn the game my way. I couldn't, I couldn't learn it his way or her way. I had to learn it my way. And my way is a different way than maybe a lot of people, but it's my way to learn. It's, I'm not trying to learn his way. I'm trying to learn me. And so that's what I dug into when I was a young buck in the military. I tried to understand Sean, young Sean, as I proceeded forward in my military career. And for sure, as Tip said, the rule sets in the military are different than a lot of places. So I started learning the rule set. And there were times when those rule sets didn't really work for me. So I had to create a game within the game in order to not encourage myself, but in order to better move around the obstacle in front of me so that I wouldn't get bitter and twisted or whatever the case is. Like life is hard, man. Life is hard in the military and you're always going to bump up against things that are tough. And when those tough things show up, if you don't have a rich, rule set within you or a rich ability to modify the rule set in a out-of-the-box way, well, you're going to bump into a lot of hard things. And every time you bump into that hard thing, if you can't spin it in your head to, to turn it into a positive with a game within the game, well, now you're, now you're kind of on a shallow track or a, a veneer track, as I used to think of it, whereby you don't have the depth of game within you to be able to manage the game when it gets really complex. So I decided for myself as a young buck in the military to take everything in front of me and figure out a way to, and I know it's gonna sound dumb, to amuse me. And so it, it's not that I'm, I was looking to have a good laugh and it's not like I wanted to be entertained. What I'm saying is it had to be something that made me feel like, oh, whatever that means to anyone else out there who's listening. So it was my job to spin the problem in front of me to make it a game, not a, not a casual jokey joke game, but a game that had me engaged. I mean, when you sit down and play Monopoly, you can play it with like ferocity if you really want to win, or you can sit back and have a couple of beers and let those, you know, let your car go around the board and not really care, you know, if you want to play your Monopoly game like you're not in it, well, by the time you've lost, you're, you're unaware that you are losing. But if you're at the Monopoly board and you're playing the game like to win, whatever that means for anyone, now you know each dice roll. Now you know what the players are doing. Now you're in the freaking game. And to me, to get in the game, I've got to feel like I'm <clears throat> playing the game. And so, uh, to me, the, uh, the unfolding of life as, a, as uh, I'll say it as a casual victim of the, mm. 
the world around you as if you can't control it is, is crazy thought to me. We're in full control of this game. This game that we're in right now, this podcasting game, as we speak right now with each other, it, though we're not playing a goofy game, it's still a game of life and we're in it to win it as we're bouncing ideas off each other. Otherwise, we'd all be falling asleep and, and heading off to wash our cars. So uh, I think the game is, uh, is life. And uh, to play life well, you've got to sit at the table and really engage with it and understand who you're playing with and whether you like playing with them or not and whether you like winning or not. There's many ways we could tear it apart, I suppose. Absolutely. Dean? Yeah, I think um, sort of a tip earlier, I think you made um, complete sense that you need rules. There needs to be rules of engagement. So like I say, back, going back to the military, uh, again, you need... You need to have uh, rules and laws, you need discipline, no insubordination, otherwise it'd be anarchy. And whether that's in the military or whether that's in society, that's why there are you know, lords of the state, lords of the land and stuff like that. But I think where, you know, as I progressed in my career and I was in a position where I could challenge certain rules, and I don't mean rules as in the basic military rules, I mean, these are the SOPs. So as, as you know, uh, Tip and the guys, every time you went out to Afghanistan, you know, the, the, the enemy were aware of your TTPs and your SOPs. And so we had to change the rules. We had to change the way we operated. So there's certain rules of the game which everyone needs to adhere to. Otherwise, there would be anarchy. But it's been in a position brave enough to challenge challenge those changes as well. You know, I've been a couple of times on, on operations and someone said, well, you have to do it like this. I said, why? Because we've done it like that before. But, yeah, you need to – if you want to win – you may have to change them rules. Um, so that's where that's where I sort of come in. I'm, I, I don't always challenge my sergeant major with everything. Um, <laughs> if, I, if I generally feel that he's probably got this wrong or there's another way of skinning the cat, as, as a phrase that we use in the UK, then I think you should be in a, a position to do that. You know, for me and from our, you know, all our backgrounds in the military, there was no second place it was always about mission success and so we had to change those rules sometimes um i'm not saying the the basic rules which you know which is the the foundations of the military yeah tip you got any thoughts oh no with that i support dean said that straight away but i think even when we first came together me and stotty like you know 25 years ago on ops and Again, the, the rules are there. The TTPs are probably completely outdated because we're in that transformation into the digital battlefield. And we the fundamentals remain the same, but the way we were dynamic and improvise and Stotty was part of some some incredible work that we done out there with with really resource-wise, we're talking we're talking a shoestring here, but the the force multiplying effect that we we gave as a very small organization was it was pretty mind blowing, Stott. You agree with that, wouldn't you? Yeah, no, it was amazing. And I, think, Great talk. And, that, and I think with it as well is the fact is this game, wherever the game is, and like Sean, you said, it's the game in life. The game in life, though, it's very hard because so because people consider a game like whether a board game, whether it's sports or whatever else not there. There's certain sports where you're an individual playing tennis. Uh, again, you're not exactly an individual. When you're on the court, you're playing tennis. When you're a Formula One driver, when you're in that car, it's you against the rest of the, the thing. But behind that, there's teams to support each of those players. But for me, my favourite games are, are team sports. And I think being in the military and in being alive for a society or in a family, it's a team sport. So you've always got those players that you've got to be part of that team. So and everything we've sort of, like Sean, you said, though, it's very about, about us and we and my, you know, as an I, it's not. It's very much we. We lean forward. We play the game. We work as a team. We're dynamic. And also then you empower those different people there to have those little, little, uh, should we say, they call them disruptive sort of like, you know, ideas that go, ah, and they revolutionize what you're doing in a nanosecond. And that little thing as a team, you go, I like that. Let's get on with it. So you're still playing the game, but you're all working. But you need that input because as an individual, I think if you become that strength of mindset where nothing else is, is only yours is, is the important thing, I think you'll lose out on what is important in the game. And the things I – because the games I like are like rugby. If you see rugby play a game, play well. The World Cup's on a minute. And Ireland are doing extremely well. <laughs> but, if you, but if you watch rugby, the drill, the discipline, the rules of the game are there. But the ones that are good at it are physically stronger. 
the more robust, the more dynamic. They can improvise. They can do this. They don't give up. All of those games in that game, that to me, if you reflect that onto military life or society, I just think it's just magical. And if you can keep those tenants in a very, sort of, we say, positive, kind, uh, it's hard to say about rugby, isn't it? But in a way that, you know, you're honourable, you're upstanding and forthright when you're playing this game. But all those efforts and that, I think, work well. But it's a very much a team effort. Because there's two, the, the words you said there, I know the team thing, I think is really important, playing the game. But there's another thing that saying that isn't as, should we say, I think it's more derogatory. So you're a, you're a game player. Mm-hmm. So that means you're not, you're playing the game. No, I'm playing the game. But if you're a game player, so that means you're, you're not part of the team anymore. You're, you're trying to work it. You're trying to work against the person that's got the responsibility or the risk manager, you know, and you're a game player. There's a different thing there. It's a different side to it. I think. It's interesting. Uh, Seb, you got any thoughts on this? Yeah, just I just like the uh, what Dean was talking about with the adaptability and accountability, you know, w- within the game and and challenging the status quo, and that is a that is a critical critical piece. And sometimes challenging the the status quo is for us, it's for ourselves. We're not challenging anybody else or anybody else doing it wrong. Sometimes we just have to do it internally, and 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 I you know. I understand what sort of what Sean was was talking about when he said ultimately this game is played alone and it starts alone and it ends alone. That's a fact, and and we all have our predicated path, and and within those two left and right of arcs, there's people that we meet that share the journey with us, and we do you know certain things with them, and we we walk for a while and then we move on, and so I I, I can see that as well mm-hmm. as being a part of the process for sure. Sean, you got any additional thoughts on that? Yeah, Tip uh, nailed it for me because there's two very distinct kinds of people when we're talking about playing the game. There's people who play the game and then there's the game players. And uh, and here in Canada, you know, maybe a, a term would be uh, uh, maybe work in the system or, uh, or scheme in the game uh, might be uh, other words that I hear uh, thrown around here in Canada or North America. And generally speaking, I couldn't stand people who work the system like that. Mm-hmm. People who work the chain of command and just simply claw their way up, uh, kind of almost as greasy empty pole. shells. Yeah, greasy. That's right. That's right. Just, just they're playing a game, but for the wrong reasons. They're playing the game for glory or self-satisfaction, uh, or they're playing the game because they, they, they need a sense of power or they need a sense of position. And uh, that stuff never really interested me. In fact, quite the contrary. Uh, every time that I got promoted, first of all, I couldn't believe it had happened. And second thing, it annoyed me. It annoyed me that someone had promoted me because I was, I was quite happy doing what I was doing with the troops. <laughs> I, liked, I liked hanging out with the troops, man. And so um, a promotion to me was actually a bit discouraging in a sense because, I don't know, I didn't think I deserved it. I didn't want it. It, it shouldn't happen, all of that good stuff. But there's people who love on that stuff, who chase it like it's their main focus. They can't wait to get promoted. They can't wait to get that spotlight. They can't wait to uh, march with the, uh, with the musical band. And that just was not me. I just wanted to freaking crack it out of the park in my job that I had at that moment with my peers that were on my left and right so that we could kick that ass. That's all I was focused on was kicking that ass, not... Not kissing that ass. I I don't like to say things like that uh, too often over here on the podcast, but uh, it it really kind of makes the point that, and I'm not saying you're either in one camp or you're in the other. Of course, it can be hybridized. and, And sometimes I think in life, I've come closer to maybe getting too close to kissing a bit of ass. And, and I realized like, Oh my goodness, what just happened there? I'm, I'm, I'm getting too familial with this person. I'm too, I'm too focused on trying to do good that I'm kind of compromising my own standards of, uh, being, um, diluted by the spotlight to some degree or diluted by the spotlight. So, um, I think while I'm playing the game, I'll speak for Sean. I have a very tight rule set on my game within the game. So I try to make it fun, as I said. I try to make it challenging, as I said. And I like to win. 
My win conditions are very clear for me though. I will never compromise my win conditions so that I'm putting it over on someone, so that I'm screwing someone over as it were. I mean, the game has to be fair. If I'm playing a game, I want to play the game fairly with the people all around me, unless the circumstances call for a completely different kind of game where there is no prisoners taken, we'll call it. So um, to me, the game has to be fun and it has to be righteous to some degree. Uh, if I'm sitting down at a Monopoly table, I'm not sitting down at the Monopoly table with my own set of dice in my pocket or my own wad of fake cash in my back pocket. I'm going to sit down, play the game right, and see how the chips uh, uh, lay at the end of the game. That's, it's a, that's an interesting point. And I, I want to come back to something Tip said just a second ago. Uh, you were talking about rugby. And I was thinking, what, I think what you're talking about, Sean, is the people that will, there's a, there's a line between having a trick play and cheating, right? And sometimes those lines come really close together. But there, that's the, I think that's the line that you're talking about between like, you'll never um, cross that into that point where you're now actually cheating. You're going against the rules, but you'll push the boundaries of those rules up to the edge. Am I getting that right there, Sean? I'll always flex within the matrix. I always okay. will. I'll try to break it, man. I will try to make change by flexing in the digital sphere or within my life, 100%. But what I won't do is flex with a cheat or flex with a hack or flex with a shortcut. And so to best explain that, like in the middle of a 24-hour solo mountain bike race, in a world, in a freaking world championship, by the way, some goof shortcut the course. Like in the middle of the night, he was riding on nightlights as we all do. And I watched him cut the course, a little shortcut. And off he went and I thought, what a freaking loser, man. He doesn't know how badly he just lost yet but years from now he'll learn how badly he lost and screw him because that's the lesson that he needs to learn years from now when he looks at himself in the mirror and thinks i'm a short cutter it doesn't matter whether you win or lose in that moment you're always going to be a short cutter years and years and years later you can't change that look in the mirror man because you know you shortcutted and so there's a way to play the game to win and there's a way to play the game to win that's wrong. And so w anyone who plays it wrong gets to learn that lesson after the event. Tip, you got any thoughts on that? Oh, no, it's, it's, I mean, it is completely right. But I, I do like the whole thing about people growing and you know, blooming is you've always got to push the boundaries. So whatever you do, I mean... I think that's that was my appetite for what it was like when my job as a Royal Marine was just you just push everything to the max. And that's whether it's authority, that's whether it's partying, that's whether it's, you know, whether it's you're, you're pushing, you you know, you're in the mountains. I mean, I, I used to love, I mean, start your remembers. I used to love mountain training because mountain training just up, especially in the Scottish Highlands. And the weather is absolutely pucker honking and i loved it i just had this bizarre smile on my face because you know you were pushing the envelope and that everything was going to be challenging no matter what and that's basically from navigation through to even to survivability but with being at the end of whatever you were achieving to be in a fit state to fight and i used to love it i, I still love it so everything you have to do you have to you have to push it to the max and again, I've always been bounded by moral code. I've always been bounded by what's correct. I've always engaged when I believed and I was morally, you know, felt it was right to engage, you know, uh, on operations as well. Because to me, I just have this massive moral component that realizes that you have to push everything to the max. Uh, and probably I've tested people's patience to the max quite a bit as well. But it's, I think that's part of life and lets you grow. And remember, I'm sitting here with a, because I get my teeth fixed in a minute, so they've given me some falsies. So this is a bit like uh, Scotty Vesey. <laughs> well, Bobby. And this is just part of, <laughs> part of that. And that comes from about 35 years ago, pushing it to the max, but I obviously lost. And I was against about three or four blokes and end up getting my teeth kicked out. So it's just pushing that envelope just a bit. 
<laughs> but they'll, they'll be all good shortly. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Do you got any uh, thoughts on this? Yeah, so, um, yeah, I'm always for pushing the envelope and I agree completely with Sean. It has to be within the rules because um, you need to be able to look at yourself in the mirror in the years to come and say that I did it and I did it the right way, whether you won or whether you came last. Uh, one thing, uh, going back to tips earlier about, uh, well, and Sean, actually, there's two dis- two distinctions. There's the game player and there's, there's the team player. There's not one course in the military where they're, they're trying to identify game players. It's always team players. Every course I've ever been on as a student or as an instructor, you used to always look for those guys that sat on the bed knife sharpening. You know, they're the ones you need to be, be, be cautious of because they, you know, they have no interest in the team. It's their, it's their own, own career. So actually, when we leave the military, that's why we have an identity crisis because we've gone from a team to now on our own and we're always looking for that other tribe or that other team so whether it's in acting and you're on the stage and you now have your team there or whether you know my team at the moment here is is my 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 family so it is i don't think you're ever trying to identify for positive reasons the game players always the team players and we always want to be part of that um, team um, I remember actually some of you said Tip as well. My my sergeant major, I, when I was in five nine commander recce troop working with with Tip and the boys from the Royal Marines, I went from sapper all the way through to sergeant, and spent you know seven years there. And my sergeant major, when I got promoted to sergeant, told me that I should no longer socialise with my junior NCOs. And I'm like, well, ninety percent of my troop is junior NCOs, and so unless you want me to be a loner, but I was like, no, you know. You know, you shouldn't be a game player. You know, you get more respect being with those guys, doing what, you know, asking of them, but doing what you're asking of them as well. So, and then the final one on the rugby, you know, England are doing well as well. You know, Ireland are doing well. (laughs) (laughs) Obviously, obviously, uh, really interesting. I watched um, Australia yesterday. Yeah, Wales. Australia and Wales. You know, Australia, you've got 15, you can have 15 excellent players or 15 game players but they're not team players then yeah. you know they're not they're not, they're not going to be cohesive so it's about you know it's not about having the best guys it's about having the best team um and so yeah that's, that's a real distinction for me about the game players and team players and and not one military course i know positively wanted to identify those game players they're always looking for team players mm-hmm. It's quite it's quite weird to say that as well. It started because like especially in certain roles in the military, especially like the lone sniper, a sniper who's working by himself. If he's working in a part, or he's even if he's an operator working by himself, that I'd say is probably one of the loneliest tasks in it. You think about it, especially if he's having to de- deliver lethality as well. But with that, I I always think there's a reason he's there in that position doing it is because he's part of a team. You know what I mean? So that that's there's still no matter, even though everyone, I think in the in the gaming world, they all look at like if you're the lone sniper, you're this this complete like you know recluse who just goes out and kills people. That's it's all we all know. It's complete nonsense. Yeah. And the fact is that he's doing it because he's obviously disciplined enough to deliver the task for the on behalf of that team and for the yeah. good of his people. So I think that'll be good to. To clarify certain things they got there because you know people go oh you're in the military no 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 yeah. it's always about the team exactly what yeah. you said but as i mean it's the team behind the scenes so you have your lone sniper but then you probably have you got other snipers out there on the ground who are yeah. part of that team you have the comms team you have the hq they're all you know i always use the you know analogy and i mean it's the same in in canada and the us like for every sf operator to step off that plane yeah. jump in the Take seven other people you don't see, whether it's the armorer, whether it's the chef, you know, whether it's mm. the, the the pilots. And so and if one of them doesn't fulfill their role or, you know, it stops the whole operation. So you're right. The sniper is probably one of the loneliest, but they are part of a team behind the scenes. Yeah. Mm. That, that goes back to the whole concept of the tip of the spear, right? <clears throat> they are the yeah. tip of the spear, for sure, but yeah. there is a full spear behind it and it doesn't work if it's just the little tip of the spear. Uh, yeah. Seb, you got any thoughts? Yeah, I, just like everybody else on here, I think I was promoted three ranks above where I ever should have been or or wanted to be. <laughs> but somehow I, you know, I did that without ever um, walk, running somebody over, so to speak. And and this speaks to what Sean was talking about earlier about 
the courage of conviction, but the integrity of the process for me, it was critical. And I never was going to compromise on that no matter what. There is no amount of ranks, no amount of anything that would have led to that. But just like Dean, I was also told, you know, you, you, you kind of need to minimize how much socializing you do. And that's absolute garbage. Like there is there is no way that that's the case. And that's a that's viable option when you have a team and the guys are trusting you and all this good stuff. But sometimes you do have to walk beside the bandwagon and not necessarily jump on it. And sometimes you have to be the one that stops in front and says, hey, guys, we all know this isn't the case, right? Like, so, so, so there is a time where there is a bit of a disconnect there where you have to place yourself at a different angle so that you can bring a different lens for the rest of the team. So I, I, you know, I really, I really think that there is value to that. But as far as not engaging whatsoever, it's such an oversimplification. It seems, it seems like it should be simple on paper. Just, just, you know, you're, you're now an, an NCO. So do not associate with your guys unless you're operationally engaged. Yeah, good luck with that. It, it, <laughs> it sounds really good on paper, but it, it ain't going to work out the way you expect it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, one, of the, one of the interesting things that uh, Dean was saying was about playing the game <clears throat> and, and people necessarily not saying anything about playing the game or people not being selected to play the game. And I, I agree with that 100%. I think the reason why that is, is most tend to ignore the game that the game even exists. It's almost like, hey, look here, nothing to see. We're doing everything we could. But there is there is something, an underground, so to speak, here, you know, where where it's not very popular and therefore it's not it's not being discussed. But it is a reality. There regardless of where we are in life, whether it's in life, in the military, in police or whatever, there is there is an underlying or there's there is an underground game being played by certain people and we need to have the ability to recognize that that's occurring and how not to get sucked into it. And also, once once we look at choosing our frequentation of the the savages that we want to surround ourselves with, we need to have the ability to recognize what game they're playing or what rule set are they playing. And and I say this completely metaphorically, but what is the rule set that you're playing by? I know I can get in any game with any games with Sean because I know that we play the same integrity game. So I'm not worried about that. I'm not worried about loyalty. I'm not worrying about him doing things for ulterior motives. He's established his character that way. And so it's less it's less sort of daunting and frightening to engage with people like this. Whereas if you know that somebody has ran, you know, a bunch of people over on account of their own self-advancement or, or career advancement, whatever the case may be, and it doesn't have to be in career, it can be in life in general then I will tend to shy away from these these people. And I don't really shy away. I just don't engage with them if, you know, if I can help it. And so I think it's, it's important to understand the rules, that, the fundamental rules that regulate my game playing, but it's also important to understand the rules, the rule set by which the people around me are playing. Sean, thoughts? Yeah, a couple of thoughts. Uh, one in respect to the sniper, and then one in respect to what uh, Seb just said. So, as a sniper laying out in the middle, of, and I was a sniper. So, laying out in the middle of a swamp, all by yourself, you can you can get all up in your head and think, uh, "Woe is me! I'm all out here by myself." Or you can get with the reality of the moment and that your comms network just alone has got a couple of hundred people on it, and uh, who you got dropped off by is still waiting there to pick you up, and etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's how you spin it in your head, and it's how honest you are with yourself. And so the the moment that you start getting a little down in the dumps about how you don't have a team around you, well, you've just got to extend your understanding of what the concentric circle is around you. And if you're if if you're scratching your head for a minute or two, thinking, who's the closest in proximity to me right now in my team? And you've got to think back, and it's your 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 aunt from from when you were six years old that's that's the proximity that you've got well you're go seek a team (laughs) get on a team that can help you for sure Uh, but i think all of us have a lot of proximity around us it's just that sometimes we don't truly think about how many people we have supporting us in that moment but a, a good way to contextualize that is when you're when you're out in a swamp and uh, it sucks, it I think that it should come pretty quickly to who you could reach out to in that moment that could be helpful. But people don't think that when they're just sauntering down a sidewalk on a sunny day, because life is good. 
Life is good and you haven't identified all the people that can help you in that moment. But the time that life gets bad, sometimes you can quickly understand who you can reach out to on your team to help you. And so I'm suggesting that start thinking about these things when times are good, who's on your team for the time when things get bad so that you can identify who your QRF is, as it were. Uh, the second thing I, I'd like to say is, uh, to Seb's point, uh, he is correct. Uh, in order to play a game, if, uh, if I called Seb up and said, hey, let's, uh, let's meet between your house and my house, we're going to play a game, he might show up with a pool cue, and I might show up with a set of dice. <laughs> and you know what we'll freaking do? We'll create a new game right then and there, right there in the dirt. We'll start a new game that hopefully other people will want to play as well. But that's the fun part about being around cool people who get it. It doesn't matter what the, the, the massive game is that's all around us. The right people can play any game. But not just play any game. They can turn that any game into a fun game by creating a game within the game. Seb and I could stand there, him holding the pool cue, not looking cool. And me standing there with dice, looking cool because I brought my leather jacket. And we're going to turn a game into a game. The game within the game, that's right, with, with my silver dice. And so uh, I, I think it's just a matter of um, understanding who, you're, who you have around you. And instead of taking life so serious that you, that you think the, the fate of the earth is going to be determined in this moment with Seb's pool cue and my dice, it's just, an, it's just another moment in time where we get to do good, where we get to create a new fun thing for ourselves and maybe for others, which is what we're doing over here on The Collective, by the way. We're having fun. We're, we're dropping some minor wisdoms. I'm learning from you guys. But the whole, the whole show as we're doing this is, is not so solo journeyed that uh, one individual's tossing out all the wisdom. It's a collaborative game that we're playing right now. Uh, unfortunately, uh, Seb's still standing there with his pool cue and I'm still standing here with my dice <laughs> trying to make a game. <laughs> you know, I do have to can say I, one can thing. Can I, sorry, yeah, sorry. I'll, I'll come, I'll come I, back to you, Tip, in one second, yes. Uh, there's no way that Seb would not look cool with a friggin' pool. No, that's, that's what I was going to say. I was going to say, John. It's true, I'm, I'm just screwing that. him over right now. I'm playing my game within the game within the game. Within the game within the game. But um, All I know, heard when Sean was talking is blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> pretty, pretty, pretty consistent. Now, um, I, had, I had a question on this in terms of uh, the support system. So I, I think that's a, such a great concept here is that we don't really think about the support systems in general at all, but if you think of when uh, COVID happened and everything started to shut down, all of a sudden people started realizing the amount of support that it actually takes to just live every day, like grocers and gas station attendants, like all these things. That's all support too, is it not? But there are they, are we all on the same team then? Or are we all working for different teams? That's the question. Well, playing the game. Go? Playing the game. <laughs> Who's playing the game though? What game are we playing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The game of life, dude. The mm. game That's of it. life. Just uh, on that on that chance you said that, you know, um when you mentioned COVID and that though, and it's pressures, I think because that was global pressures, we all felt a bit of it. We all we all got a bit COVID. So it didn't matter if you're that side of the pond or not. But I think and this is not I'm I'm not being political, but I think because of the global economic situation and austerity and the cost of living, especially over this side, you know, UK and Europe, people really are struggling. And this is where in the social aspects to play the game is considerably harder, especially if you're, you know, on low income, you've got, you've got a family and things out there and it's extremely hard. And if this is where socially and culturally we need, people need to play the game, you know, as in be part of it, be proactive, work for it work on you know limited sort of resources and start up in the game and doing that and you say oh it's very hard to say it when you're not in that position i said yeah but if we had that culture and there was fun and they had the support or they had more support to tap into to make them better i think that still means part of playing the game but i think for some people and you know definitely in different sections of communities that really really are struggling and it's it is extremely sad especially when they're good hard-working people but no matter what, making ends meet, you know, there's so many more pressures on them at the minute. 
It's a tough one. Sean, you got thoughts? I thought yeah, not. sure. So I didn't, I, we were having fun. And oh, then, sorry. And, and no, no, we were having fun. And then Chance brought up COVID and all of a sudden we were like speeding towards a brick wall. Wow. So um, I, I think, uh, you know, that aspect of our recent history is simply just a, a, a different game that was being played at the time. And uh, we all had to learn new rule sets in that moment on a weekly basis almost as different uh, different things came down the pipe, as it were. And uh, a lot of people had to adapt in that moment. And a lot of people are still adapting coming out of that moment. And to Tip's point, for people who were struggling at the time, it it didn't improve their struggle. It made the struggle worse, I feel. And so everyone felt it around the globe, for sure. Uh, different people felt it more than others, for sure. Uh, and I don't want to make light of it by saying, uh, well, find a way to game the game, because that doesn't work for everyone right now who is really, really struggling. <clears throat> but I'm going to do it. I'm, I'm just going to say this. Life is difficult, man. I came up my life wasn't that easy as a young buck, uh, well before I joined the army and in my family life, it wasn't ideal. And we're, we all get, we all get dealt a tough hand from time to time. We'll call it the game of life is now a set of, uh, cards that you're playing. Well, sometimes the cards suck, but it's my turn to hang on for as long as I can to get a new set of cards when that, when that next round comes around and I'm going to play the cards that are given me each round and maximize them as best as I can while still doing this. And this is super important. Keep perspective on the fact that I am playing a game, the game of life, which is my responsibility to turn into a positive outcome to play the game so well that I begin enjoying the game so well. I want to pursue my hands in a way that I look forward to the next hand. And whether that next hand is better or worse than the hand I just played is inconsequential almost to me to some degree. Because what I will do is take the hand I've got and have fun with it, as strange as that may sound. But that's how I like to live my life. I think, um, yeah, I think on, on that, I, I probably would be... Um our story would be a perfect example is that I think, you know, when COVID happened, yes, you, you're right, Tip, it was devastating for a lot of people, but also for other people, people improvised, you know, people saw, right, this is a situation in front of me. I'm, I need to change the way that I sell product or, or whatever, you know, and some, I mean, some successful businesses uh, took off through that, you know, me and my family, we moved right in the middle of COVID just before the second lockdown in UK it was like, right, we can either stay here, <laughs> and and play the rules or we see this opportunity and we go and that, and that's what we did and, and i understand it's really bad for a lot of people but for us it was the best move me and my family ever did i went from being in locked down for 23 hours a day to being able to walk all the time and being able to push forward uh with your businesses so yeah i think it is you are dealt a, a hand of cards um and you know i'm probably a bit more fortunate than other people you know um it wasn't the same for everyone, but it, you know, you you make the decision. You know, it's, again, it's about playing the rule, the rules of the game. These are the rules, but some of them can be challenged. You know, I, I'm not going to get into the whole uh, politics about the uh, the vaccination. You know, the rules where you had to be locked down. People did that. The, you know, these are the rules of vaccination. Not everyone adhered to those rules. Yeah. So it's been brave enough to challenge certain rules. Um, there's some that you have to adhere to, otherwise, like I said, there's going to be anarchy. But um, yeah, it's you know everyone was dealt that that hand, <laughs> and and people dealt with it in different ways. Um, some people like you know like to be like to follow rules. I know we, I've got family members who are like just strict with whatever the government say. But I'm like, well, I'm off. You know, I'm going skydiving in Elsinore. Um, so you know, what I mean, it, it is you, you're dealt a, a hand. Um, but you you make the decision for you, your family, and your and your team, as they say. The um, oh, where, where was the other one I was going to go? It, it's gone actually. Oh, no, actually, we're talking about. You mentioned earlier, uh, uh, you guys about the, the team. Like looking internally, sometimes like a sniper, you think that you don't have 
a team around you. And, and there's times in your life where you just look around, you've got you and your family. But if you look outwards, and I've done that a few times, I've looked outwards, and actually the majority are all my military friends. I can call upon them any time and actually still have a team of 400 guys whenever I want. And, and, and I call upon them because I, they've been tested before. I know their integrity. I know their discipline. You know, there was a project I did where I needed 150 tier two and tier one operators. Within a week, I got them. They came in from all the four corners of the world. And now I have four more new members here um as well so there's sometimes you can look internally but actually sometimes just look look externally and as we know in the military you can call a friend i could call scott vessi or bobby vessi or spam i haven't seen them in about three years and almost carry on the same conversation yeah. so yeah i think we we do have a team out there it's just maybe they're not always in, in visibly in front of us absolutely seb got any thoughts uh, just random thoughts on a variety of different subjects. But, <clears throat> um, you know, sometimes we get self-absorbed is what happens. You know, we, we, we get self-absorbed. And if you're a sniper on a position and, and there's mosquitoes around and you're, it's stinky and you've been there, you've been filled, you know, 16 hours before anything else happens. <laughs> and, you know, it's easy, to, it's easy to start sort of um, self-defeating and, and, and start questioning, you know, what it is that you are doing and what it is that you are taking on. And it's important. And that's, that's can be metaphorically applicable to the purpose in life. Like, what is my purpose? And I need to remember what the mission is. And what is the goal here? I'm a, you know, lethal overwatch. I'm an observer. I'm, I'm reporting on things that could potentially be deadly to my team and all these other things. So you need to logically override these, these funks, you know, and, and bring yourself back in line. I mean, you, you, you've temporarily turned into a victim. And, and we talk about this all the time. We talk about victim mentality, but victim mentality creeps on all of us. I can assure you of that. I am the least, uh, you know, victimized person in the world. And I still do it sometimes. And I catch myself and I'm like, you need to, you need to stop that. And so I think, I think, you know, keeping the, the larger picture in mind and the broad frame in mind is, is critically important so that we may continue to do the things that we need to do on account of the collective. In this case, you know, being a sniper. And by the way, they're, they're still weird, but I like what they do. They're protecting us. And uh, um, <laughs> a, few, a, few, a, few, a few other things that I, I'd like to kind of talk about is, we, you know, we've spoken about ranks and all of us admitted that we never looked at getting ranks. And I'm taking it back into the professional context. Um, it, just because it is applicable. And I think that at some point, what you see with people that are, quote unquote, aren't playing the game necessarily, or are have an issue with the game and are going head to head with the game is oftentimes they will be complaining about all of the things that they do not want to change by becoming the person that can actually change them. And so, and what I'm referring to here is promotions, right? Like, so if you do, if you, you'll hear a lot of people complain incessantly about management, this management, that, but none of them will ever apply to be management, right? And so the excuse is like, well, I don't want to be a part of this. Well, my, my reasoning is if you are to change anything, you might have to be. And if the next guy, you know, wants to change anything, he might have to join you. If everybody continues to not want to take, fulfill those roles, automatically those roles would go to people that just want the role. Not necessarily 100%, but, but it's very likely to be the case. And the competition won't be as stiff as they would be if the good guys were putting in. But I think it's important to understand that some people will, it's the intent behind why you're taking certain actions. So if you are seeking promotion, what is the intent behind that? Is your intent to make, you know, a, a, a your guys or your unit operationally ready is your intent to take things to the next level to to explore new ttps to do x y and z and if that's the case then that's a completely different ball game so there's nothing wrong with wanting to be that person but what is your intent what do you intend to do with that power you know there is a saying that says if you want to test a man's character just give him power that's all you need to do and um yeah i just you know toy toyed with those uh, with those ideas and finally Embracing adversity in the game of life, I think to your point, Chance, earlier about, you know, having the, 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 the gas attendant, you know, realizing they're important, having the people that bring your food, realizing it's important. It goes along with all the other things that we take for granted. 
let it be our health or internal mechanisms or whatever the case may be, or when things are going well or when the kids are healthy and out. And as soon as something happens and you get hit by life, you, you, you realize, holy, this can go sideways and it can go sideways quickly. And so I think, you know, self-policing in that is, is very, very important. If you're navigating life thinking that you're the central piece and everybody else is an accessory to it, you're doing it wrong. You're doing it inherently wrong and that's going to really cost you. So it is important to understand that there is consistent things happening around you that you need to be grateful for and taking the time to recognize those things and questions, question yourself and your outlook on those things will help you have those, you know, those, those, um, not buoys, but, um, those flotation device in place in place when when things do go sideways because you are aware of what's going on around you and who's doing what and how are you able to do the things that you're able to do and how are they supported no longer about you you're muted i think you're yeah. muted chance muted how'd that happen oh. uh my apologies we're we're just about at time here and i would love to do another round and then do final thoughts but <laughs> i don't think we have the time to do it um so let's go down the line we'll get some final thoughts on playing the game and then uh we'll shut her down for the afternoon but that it was a this has been a fantastic conversation thank you guys so much first off because this has been out freaking standing tip i'm going to start with you with some final thoughts on <laughs> what to get me over game. quickly i will right so for me it's <laughs> across society and everything and all our, our brothers in arms and sisters in arms. And I, I think a uh, big thing is resilience. So if you're going to play the game, you've got to be resilient. I think resilience is uh, it's such an important thing for the challenges, especially in the modern life and society. So if you're going to play the game, be resilient. I like it. Dean, what about yourself? Uh, I think for me is, is obviously obey certain rules, but don't be too scared to challenge, challenge other rules. Um, and I think the final one for Tip is Tip's a sniper and a mountain leader. He's a glutton for punishment. He obviously loved being in out in the cold rain and the snow. And I've been on the receiving end of that, and it's horrible. Um, and also, good luck in the World Cup, buddy. Hey, cheers, it. Seb, some final thoughts? Uh, I'll just take like literally 30 seconds to, um, to send our, our thoughts to uh, Frederick O'Brien's family and, and the, the peers. We know we've lost uh, a, a Royal Canadian Mounted Police member uh, earlier this week. Two more were shot during an operation. So that's three shots, one, one deceased. And uh, I just wanted to you know remind everybody that there is a way forward. We must hold a line and, and, and you know, the loss reinforces how truly honorable this profession is and, and we, there is no other way we, we must grieve, but also we must move forward. So I just, um, thanks for your sacrifice. We got it from here, boy. Absolutely. Sean, some final thoughts. Well, uh, I'd like to add, uh, my thoughts as well to what Seb just said and, and build on that by stating that, uh, those individuals were playing a game, the game on our behalf. And so that game that they played, they played to the best of their ability. But at the end of the day, uh, sometimes uh, the game has uh, tragic consequences. But that game that they were playing, they played for us, not for themselves. We've been, we started with a solo journey and then we talked about the team environment. Everything that someone does when they're serving their country or serving their city is on the behalf of the team that they don't even know that surrounds them, people that they'll never meet. But they're invested in the team game, not the solo game. So uh, thanks for that. Absolutely. This, uh, again, has been a fantastic conversation. I do really appreciate uh, you guys joining us, and I will be getting you guys on again very soon. I uh, Tip, it's been too long. I'm going to get you back on on a more regular basis for sure. Dean, as well. I don't know if Sean wants me back. <laughs> Dude, you're all clean shaven and looking all squared yeah. away. I hardly recognized you. What is going I on? I've lost about 20 years. I'm 30 again. Dude, you're already 25. <laughs> need a translator if you get myself and Tip back on as well. <laughs> I, I, I was a little I love worried. this. I must have a chance. I love this. So being yeah. starting, this is just a great opportunity to catch yeah, up exactly. with you guys, but also with that, that, that honking piece of kit there as well. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it is an important moment, though, as, as we're all kind of chirping back and forth and having a couple of laughs now. Uh, this is, we're playing a game right now. We're playing the game of friendship. We're playing the game of hanging out. We're playing the game of being cool with each other. Games are all around us all the time. And as we're enjoying this moment, these moments are available to everyone. I mean, anyone who's tuning into this right now, maybe later today, watching this exact moment, I hope that you had a couple of laughs during this show. And the laughs that are available to you in the future that you haven't created yet is as easy as doing this. Just find some cool people, make your team, have some fun, create a game within your game of life. It's, it's worth it. hundred percent. It's worth it. And, uh, you know, I, I don't have a whole lot to add other than the fact that, you know, we, first you have to learn that there's a game being played. Once you learn that the game's being played, then you can build upon the rule set. And once you understand the rule set, you can grow within it. And you can do that with us every day here on The Collective. We'll see you all tomorrow. GMO. <laughs>